Welcome to the Press Conference Podcast, episode number 65, Mixtape 24. Really ramping up those mixtapes. I'm Dave, and I'm here with my host, Phil. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, doing well, doing well. It's been a big week for music, and I'm really excited to get this chat out with with our latest guest. Yeah, I think... um... It always feels like we we record so far away because uh, we did this one a while ago, um, but yeah, can't wait to get this this chat out there. Um, obviously, a lot going on as well, so I think next week keen to talk about some some music and some gigs happening. But it's just a lot happening. Um, I can't believe we're at sixty five episodes. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing our first fast five next week as well. Um, not that we've we haven't done one this it. year, have we? No, so it's going to be fun, and we can kind of go through kind of what's been happening in the first six to eight weeks of of 2024. We're almost in March. We're recording this intro on the 19th of Feb. I think we recorded this actual chat maybe a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, but it does not feel like it's only been like six, seven weeks. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's been months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so much has happened already this year, and um, we've got a f- few things in the works that should should uh, should get everyone excited. And yeah, awesome. Well, I'll introduce the guest today. So we have been on a little bit of a uh, a bit of a melodic hardcore, I guess, kind of burn uh, with the with the pod lately. Um, obviously, four weather a few weeks ago. Um, and today we are joined by Aiden and Dylan from December, um, a lot of hardcore band, uh, hailing from Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, great band, uh, really good range of, of melodic hardcore and, um, really great, really well recorded DIY EP. Oh, incredible. Um, some of my favorite songs we've had on the pod as well. Uh, so yeah, um, we recorded this chat, like I said, about a week or two ago, um enjoy so we are here um with aiden and dylan from december how are you boys doing yeah good not too bad at all not too bad thanks for having us it's our pleasure um as soon as we heard the ep uh phil sent it straight to me and he's like we got to get these guys on we're on a bit of a melodic hardcore tear and there's some yeah you guys have came out right at the perfect time i think yeah, it's been, oh God, it's uh, good to see it starting to come back again. We've been on the slow grind for a few years writing and just as Melodic Hardcore sort of died off, we were like, ah, uh, but it's good to see it coming back. So hopefully we can uh, jump on the wave with everyone because it's uh, looking good. Well, I was going to ask this a little bit later, but I think now that we kind of are talking about the wave of Melodic Hardcore making a resurgence, um, this is obviously your debut EP, uh, The Words I Wish I Said. Um you released your first track back in 2018. Is, is that is that right? Yeah, yeah. A, a long time ago. <laughs> I was going to say, so it's been quite a minute since, I guess, that first track to this EP. What, what's the last five-ish years been like for you guys? Uh, it's been pretty slow. Um, a lot of us are quite busy in our day-to-day lives. Um, one of us just became a father. Um, oh, nice. Some of us have pretty serious jobs more than others. And... Um, to be honest, we're not the greatest musicians in the world, um, not the best songwriters either, so it definitely took a while for us to find our groove and our sound. <clears throat> and we also do a lot of it DIY, so we record it ourselves as well. Um, 
no experience in that path either. So that took a while to figure out, but I think we did all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it came out considering, you know, we have no idea what we're doing and just yeah. sort of felt our way through it. But it, uh, yeah, it came up sounding pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I agree. It sounds great. Uh, it's just like a warmness about it. I don't know. It's like um, I was listening to it in the car again uh, this afternoon on the way home from work and um, it just feels really punchy but warm and like not flat or anything like that. It, it sounds really great. Oh, thank you so much. That is all down to Dylan's hard work and the like 800 layers in every song, I reckon, that are meticulously mixed together, which is way beyond anything I could do. <laughs> Once again, I have no idea what I'm doing, um, <laughs> but it sounded good. So we were happy with it. So it was time to call it. If it was up to me personally, I would be writing this thing forever. So Yeah. I mean, we talk, we've, we've spoken to a few bands that we've had on the pod about when do you know a song's done? Um, is is it is it like a, a timeline? You just know you want to have something out by a certain time, or that would do you just need to take a step back and be like, "That's it." That would be ideal, but that's unfortunately not how my brain works. <laughs> um, yeah, Aiden's been on my back trying to get this done for a while now, so I finally settled and called it, and everyone else agreed, so it felt felt right. That's good. I mean, we we love it, right? Like when Dave Dave talked about it before, but I think melodic hardcore is has kind of come back in a, in a little bit of a way. It kind of went away for for a while there, yeah. uh, but I think what I'm really liking about this record is it it doesn't cross over into that metalcore space that a lot of melodic hardcore does. It, it feels like it's its own thing. Um, it's a bit softer in style, I guess, to some other melodic hardcore bands out there. Yep. Was that something that you'd always kind of strived for or was it just, I guess, a product of the songwriting? Um, well, originally, we, oh God, I hate to think a lot how long ago we actually started writing, but it was probably like a couple of years before, 2016, I reckon. And we had written like three or four and let, they're probably just metalcore tracks that we mm. sort of um, sort of didn't really like. And then Casey came out with the teeth ep and we we're like oh no we need to we need to change this and just start it again thought let's go with that you know you know yeah. I, I guess it's more of a feeling than an actual sound that you get from that sort of melodic hardcore absolutely and that's what yeah i was saying that same thing to to fill in the car it's like it's uh pretty than a, a some other um melodic hardcore that comes out if you're comparing it to like counterparts or some of that heavier metalcore mm. side of things. And um, yep. yeah, I'm here for it. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty big fans of it. Yeah, so um, speaking of counterparts, they were probably our biggest influence at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but we just, we found our side, or our sound, I should say, um, writing the more softer stuff. Um, we did actually write quite a very counterparts song um and it basically just turned us uh turned out to be us rewriting the disconnect so we had to scrap it immediately <laughs> yeah. i reckon there'd be so many bands out there that have that exact same story 100 oh, sure. percent. <laughs> i think it's okay to record something like that but not put it out so you guys can get a feel for what you're doing anyway oh yeah yeah for sure and it's good to look back on now and have a laugh over it because it was literally the disconnect down to a T. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
So, so I've been thinking back to, I guess, when the band started back in, in 2018, what was the songwriting process like for this EP? Were you, were you sitting on, I guess, the, the tracking of a lot of it for a long time and it was more like that post-work or was it just trying to piece together songs took a lot longer than you kind of had expected? Um, trying to piece for sure. Um, a lot of the EP kind of, well, I'd say half of it is relatively new. A lot of the is very old. <coughs> um, excuse me. And we've kind of just reworked it. Um, so we first released Presence, yeah, I think 2018. Um, and that was just us feeling things out, seeing if we could write music at all. Um, and it turned out to be okay. Listening back now, it's pretty... It's fun listening to like going back and listening and seeing the progression, I guess. Like every, every the first couple of songs we put out, you could really see the production and songwriting, I think we evolved quite a lot through that time, which was nice to sort of see that it, you know, evolved rather than stayed average. Yeah. Yeah. So like we really struggled to find a sound that we were completely happy with. Sometimes it was like, yeah, this will do. But then we would write one song in that style and we're like, what do we do now? And it was kind of a bit of a mess. Um, But once Mm. we kind of found our stride, we kind of chose to stick with it and it's been pretty good to us ever since. Mm. Yeah. we like the clean yeah, nice. and pretty stuff yeah i think listening back because i mean I I, I I the cover looked really familiar when i went back and listened to it um a while, a while ago so i don't know if i listened to it back in the day um but listening to like your all your music that you have out it just felt like re- it felt really raw compared to the new stuff and i don't think that's a bad thing no. i think i love listening to bands and they always have like a few tracks like that i think just seeing how you've grown into what this EP turned out to be, it's it's pretty incredible considering hearing that you do it all yourself. Um, yeah, it's just a bit crazy. So a lot of it was, like I said, us trying to just see if we could write songs and it was also like a budget thing because, um, mm. yeah, Aiden's a nurse and he was, I don't know. I was probably on uni placements and all sorts through then, so I was broke as anything yeah so money was a big thing at the time and we got a few quotes from a few local producers and we're just thinking like this is not really something we should pursue right now so why not just try to do it ourselves? and like you said we do love the raw sound and it's something that mm. we love looking back on mm. um yeah it is what it is and i wouldn't change it at all no nah, neither love it i mean considering it like considering that that's crazy because normally I mean, how did you learn? Was it YouTube videos and teaching yourself or did you have mates that did some of it or how was that? Um, Some of it was YouTube. A lot of it was literally just clicking buttons to see what they would do. Um, There was a lot of sounds and just stuff that I really wanted us to sound like and I just didn't know what it was or like I couldn't Google it because I just did not know how to explain it in words. So a lot of it was just clicking buttons and figuring stuff out. Um, Yeah, YouTube does help. Um, but when you don't know what you're looking for, you're kind of stuck. So, yeah. Yeah. Lots of patience, I bet, too, because uh, <clears throat> oh, I've yeah. looked at, uh, you probably did it in Ableton or something like that. Am I right? Uh, we're Reaper boys. Yep. So we've been using Reaper for, a, yeah, since the whole time, yeah. Yeah, 2018. Yep. Yeah. And all the, all the pitch changes and all that kind of stuff. I watched one video uh on it and i'm like no this is too much for me i don't don't have the uh the perfectionist in me to do it anymore the perfectionist makes it good but it also makes it so so hard because like 
you're never happy when if you're trying to find that perfect thing when you're doing it for yourself it would be so much easier to just like this is kind of close give it to someone else and be like yeah that's fine but okay yeah i mean it, it's crazy i mean when we started this i think dave was sick for an episode so i ended up having to cut it in audacity and that is the most basic tool <laughs> and i still struggled so i just have mad respect for anyone who does the diy stuff themselves uh, i feel like it's just I mean, it's special and it, I guess it shows in the EP that you put all this time into it. Obviously, you cherish it. So, yeah. no, big respect for that. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So, you guys are from Adelaide. So, what's the scene like over there? Is there much uh, melodic stuff going on or is it? Is it? I know there's a bit of punk stuff happening over there. Um, I wouldn't say there's much melodic stuff currently, which is sad because we sort of, we had, we were, Got blessed with bands for years there. We had huge bands coming out. Um, Cause you had like Ambleside, Ambleside, and Sleep Talk, yeah, Hindsight, Sleep Talk. Um, yeah, uh, Vacuum City. Yeah, so there's heaps coming out. Um, but everyone's sort of gone a bit quiet the last couple of years, which is fair. Just as we sort of started coming out, and it was like a bit of a frustrating time. But um, so I guess we sort of hang out through the hardcore scene more than anything. A lot of our mates playing heavier bands so and they've all been so good to us which has been really cool yeah um that's awesome i mean i've always wanted to go to adelaide for for sure because i've heard the scene there although it is quite small and and you know you always hear about bigger bands not going to adelaide and things like that but i've heard really good things from from mates that have gone to shows there so i'm absolutely itching to make it out once yeah no it's definitely uh definitely good to come to the shows they're not always massive but the crowds are pretty intense and everyone gets into it and it's it's always a laugh it's pretty easy going as yeah. well which is which is what you want beautiful yeah i've seen you guys have played a, a few shows um is there, is there any plans for maybe a show in the future for the ep or um we've got a show in the works at the start of april which we've just had a couple of snags with but it's still in the work so we're looking forward to getting that done um then hopefully make a push get a few more lined up through the middle of the year, which would be good. Um, yeah, nice. so pl- do you reckon you'll ever come over to the East Coast at all oh, or keep it in Adelaide for now? No, we'd love to come up through the East Coast, seeing like, the Saving Face boys and just that whole scene starting yeah. to build through the East Coast. Um, it's very exciting and it's sort of, it's hard looking on from Adelaide and being like, oh, we could uh, we could easily jump on and enjoy that, but, you know, time yeah, will tell. It's rough. So if anybody's listening right now and they want to, get us over send us a message and chances are we'll do it <laughs> yeah no we're happy to come over <laughs> uh ricky and jaya i know you're probably listening you gotta yep. make it happen <laughs> yeah they're, they're mad dogs we love we love yeah, those guys. Absolutely. yeah um so this is a question we ask all of our guests so how did you guys get into music do you have like musical families or, or stuff like that so um yeah yeah so as far as i can remember my uncle played guitar um, and I always thought that was really cool. Um, none of my uh, family, like my dad or my mum, were musicians, but my dad is a massive music lover. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, he always had music on in the background or in the car, and it was always really loud and intense. But that's what, I guess, drew me in as a kid. Um, and then he started taking me to shows when I was really young and that was just a whole new side of it, seeing it performed live in person and I was kind of hooked ever since. It's just a massive part of my life now. It always has been mm. since then. 
and yeah, couldn't be more stoked. Um, I was probably not quite as my, I think my dad played a bit of guitar when I was a kid, um, but never huge musos in my family. Um, and then sort of got to start of high school, had a mate down the end of the street that was listening to heavy stuff. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, and then just sort of got my love for it from that, I guess. So mine's mm. definitely later, but I can't imagine life without not just music, but like heavy music. Um, yeah. yeah, just, yeah, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be where we are without it. I feel like everyone has like that friend that introduced some heavy music, but like, we don't know where it started. <laughs> like yeah. It's been going around. So, um, no, that's awesome. Do you guys remember, I guess, the first, uh, I guess, more heavy alternative gig you went to that made you kind of realize, yep, this is the scene I want to be in? Um, so to go back even further, my first show, I don't know if this interrupts any further questions, but my first no, no, show was um, seeing the big dogs in Kiss play when I was seven or eight. Oh, and cool. that that was, if you, if you know Kiss, they have quite a large uh, live show with all the pyrotechnics and all that sort of stuff. Um, so that led me into Slipknot because of the face paint and the masks. And being so young, that kind of drew me in more than the music did. Um, yeah. yeah, so Slipknot would be my gateway, but I didn't. I missed the chance to see them in, I think it was 2001 or something, because I, I was just mm. too young. Um, but my first heavy show was probably a local show at what used to be called Higher Grounds. And there was a mm. bigger band in the scene called Vows of, Vows of a Massacre. Um, they are long gone, but they were probably the first heavy show they got into, like the first time I ever saw a pit or people hardcore yeah, dancing cool. or screamo in general. <clears throat> and, yeah, a lot of people will probably relate, but you can't really explain it. Something kind of just clicks and you're drawn into it. And a lot of people don't understand that, that aren't into heavy music. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just, it sucked me in from the start and I've been in there since then. But yeah. My first show would have been uh, like 2008. Um, I went to uh, Parkway Drive at Sweatfest with like Suicide Silence and A Day to Remember and Confession nice. played. But like half the bands missed their flights coming over. So it was like... It was oh, a weird no. patchy thing, but oh, no. I remember being like, what, second year high school probably. I was, I was like shit scared going. I was like, what's this going to be like? Five minutes in, I was like, this is, this is my people. This is, yep. this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, you just know it's it's hard to explain. But it just clicks. Like, man, it's like, oh yeah, this is yeah. this is why people like this. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. I think, I mean, Dave, we always talk about those little shows. Like we had freezer events over here. They did similar things like battle yeah. of the bands and like little youth centers and town halls. And that's the best, place. that's the best place to fall in love with it. Oh, I guarantee it. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon my first local show would have been at what's, what is it? Line arts now, but Fowler's. I didn't, I don't reckon, I don't, can't even remember one of the bands on it, but just being like at home watching all these heavy bands playing. It was so cool. Yeah. Love, love it. Yeah. It's definitely an energy thing, isn't it? And you just, it just mm. carries you in and you're right. People who, don't experience it just don't understand oh definitely like i can understand why people don't like heavy music but like at the same token i don't think they either understand why we like it so until you get that cl that click that energy you just you just won't get it 
Mm. And I think out of all, like festivals, anything like that, going to small shows, if there's a good small show, I don't think that there's a better feeling than that. Like big shows are great and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I think if you get to a small show and it's really that good, any genre of music, I don't think you can beat it. Oh, yeah, for sure. We had a lot of, well, we still kind of do have a lot of smaller venues um, and they do pack out. And even though it is hard to breathe sometimes, it is probably (laughs) some of the best experiences that I've ever been through. And, yeah, I definitely still cherish them and think about them quite frequently. Some of the like floor shows where there's just no stage and you're you're in amongst the music. It's just it's unreal. Love those shows. Yeah. So good. So you guys um like record collectors or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. we've yeah. we're fairly into it. I haven't purchased anything in uh, six, seven, eight months. Got a few for Christmas, but uh, yeah. yeah. I've got a I've got a small collection. I think I've got like I don't know thirty thirty odd records. I just sort of any, and all mine are pretty much just like heavier bands. And it's just whenever someone brings an album out that I like, just to support them, I'm happy to buy a record because, you know, Spotify takes everything from everyone. Um, Spotify sucks. Exactly right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you're going to have something to be able to hold someone's art and smell it and feel it, it's uh, something about a a record that is so much cooler than buying a CD or something. Do you guys remember what your first record was that you bought? Yep. So the the day that I got into my dad's record collection was because I saw um, the Kiss album Double Platinum, which is super shiny. It's just made of like silver. Mm. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just, it's very shiny. Um, and it's like 3D textured as well. So like you can run your hands over it and feel everything. Like it's, it's, it's really cool. And eventually, um, I would carry that around with me because I thought it was just so sick. And my old man eventually just said I could have it because I just scratched the discs, um, just by playing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was my first, first ever vinyl. And I think I was about six also nice nice uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure mine was casey's love is not enough album when that came out and i was like oh yeah i'm gonna start doing this and it's like the buttermilk pink thing and i was like yeah i love that record awesome. the artwork the whole package yeah so it's, it was it's a great record. it was so good didn't did not miss on that at all every track so good yeah yeah it's a banger so you guys collect well, records think... as well then? Oh. i can see see a few in the background there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we both do. So, uh, yeah, I've got that Casey record as well. And uh, I got it through COVID and it's probably one of my most played ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope if you let it, if you get too many. As soon as you, you, there comes a point, you think you've got a small collection and then you just start buying way too much. Yeah, it's hard to to stop with that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. I get into the habits where I'll buy one and then I'll realize that there's actually a different variant that's a lot rarer, so I, I'll need that yeah. one as well. And then it just yeah. kind of like strings along until I've got like three, four of the same album that I never listened to, but yeah. they've I can cost relate. an arm and a leg to get. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. It's, 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 it's crazy how much they've gone up in like a few years. I remember you could buy a record fairly cheap. Shipping wasn't too bad. Now you're looking at like a hundred bucks nearly with shipping in a lot of cases. Yeah, it's frightening, especially some of those like, I guess like the unique sort of bands 
trying mm. to find short run stuff and it's like oh you want like 250 bucks for that record and it's like man yeah. i used to be able to buy these for like you know 35 40 bucks yeah sometimes like yeah i think we've seen stuff that it's like a seven inch record for like 200 bucks <laughs> it's like why there's no need for it <laughs> i think i paid 350 for the original pressing slipknot self-titled the green one with oh yeah i think it came with a poster or something like that um but like i said earlier slipknot was like the gateway for me so i kind of had to have it um i could have used that money for something else but you know (laughs) 350 bucks for a bit of wax doesn't don't worry we 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 understand (laughs) (laughs) so do you guys remember what the last record you purchased or were gifted is um what was it actually i reckon mine was the last um not loose album that they put out i think was the last one i bought i think the last one i bought was the recent casey one but i haven't got it yet because i don't think they've shipped i'm not sure i'm hanging i'm waiting checking my emails every day yeah like i I got the one with the book just because we're big fans and shout out toby from casey um, but the last one I was gifted was the latest Lewis Capaldi one because oh, I'm a yeah. big Lewis Capaldi fan. Cool. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, so talented. Yeah, if you look past all the radio play, like he's actually like a very, very smart man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked on those. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think, um, I mean, all this case you talk is a pretty good segue. So I thought we, let's jump to the playlist. Yeah. Uh, and the first track we had uh, is Teeth by Casey. Talk to us about that track. So I think we were currently in our metalcore phase, struggling to find the sound. And I didn't know that Aiden followed Dreambound, the YouTube channel, like I did mm-hmm. as well. And we were talking one day that we weren't happy with the metalcore shit. Um, and... I remember he came over once to write music and I was like, Hey, have you heard this new song that just come out and dream about like within 24 hours? And he's like, is it Casey's teeth? And I was like, yeah, fucking is. So like we went outside and we listened to it about three, four times and we were like, yeah, this is the direction that we need to go into. Hmm. Um, and to elaborate on our love for Casey, um, when we were writing wilted, we actually were looking at getting Brendan from Counterparts to do guest vocals. Oh, wow. But his price range was quite expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. And we wanted to do something different for that song, and I was struggling to write leads at the time, and I thought I'd hit up Toby from Casey just to shot in the dark, and he actually got back to us within 24 hours, and he was keen to keen to help write with us so yeah he wrote all the leads on wilted and for that like to happen was quite a big full circle moment for us and um it's really surreal to be able to call toby like a friend now um yeah cool yeah it's it's just crazy it's actually wild are they coming to uh adelaide with um on their tour yeah so that's with uh dayseeker i think dayseeker one, yeah, yeah that one's that sold out but we're lucky to grab tickets because yeah. yeah good yeah we're stoked yeah we're definitely not missing that like yeah 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty awesome. Were you into much melodic hardcore before you heard that track or was that kind of the track that opened it up for you? Uh, me personally, not really. I liked Hondreth a lot, but that was more like mm. the heavier stuff. Yeah. And, like, if you can count Sierra, I guess, is that sort of like heavier sort of yeah. melodic hardcore, I guess. Mm. But probably, probably not. No, that was probably our gateway. Yeah, nice. Um, and I mean, I got asked this question. It's probably not about this track, but what, what is your favorite Casey record to date? If you had to pick one, Love is not enough. Definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's such a good album. Nice. Do you guys rate the new record? Well, I definitely do. Um, to be honest, I it took a took a couple of listens to get used to. Um, I think my expectations were incredibly high and that they were never going to reach that. And that's my mm. fault completely. Um, but the singles that they put out were bangers. Um, but yeah, like I said, it took a couple of listens to some of the songs. I was like, oh, maybe this is not really my jam anymore. Um, but I definitely give it a solid 9 out of 10 now after, mm. after a few, few plays. It was probably less of a less of a home run for me sadly um and not that it's bad at all it's an amazing album it just probably wasn't what i personally wanted from them and again you know that's my own my own fault um but yeah the songmanship like the writing the composure in that is just unbelievable that whole album like you can see how far they've come as musicians listening to it yeah. and it's incredible so all, all credit to them yeah i I mean, we've, yeah, we've spoken, yeah, we've about, spoken it about it quite a bit. <laughs> I, um, I think the shift for me is that the, the musician, the musicianship, um, carries the record a bit more than the vocals used to. Um, yeah. and I'm all here for that. I think they've kind of compensated enough, but yeah, it wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting. So it was kind of like, yeah, comeback records and a hit and miss. And, um, yeah, yeah. After a few listens, I was I was all in. I know a lot of people have said, and I completely agree that they wish Tom did a lot more aggressive vocals, and I mm. back that one hundred percent. But with saying that, his singing has improved a lot over the years, and yeah, yeah. he's pretty he's doing done. pretty well. He's starting to find his stride with it, which is good. And that was that was my take. I think I was listening to it, waiting for a lot more screens. Yeah. Um, because I think I convinced myself that the singles were always going to be softer because they're more accessible. Oh, 100%. I wasn't yeah. expecting for the whole album to be, I guess, in that tone. Yeah, yeah, I think we were on the same but, way, yeah. Yeah, but I think I'll listen to it again today. I listen to it. I try to listen to it at least every week, uh, once or twice, and just be like, has it changed my opinion on it changed? Yeah. And I think today was the first time, and maybe I was just in the mood for that kind of record, but I, I was like, you know what? I think this, I get it. Yeah. I don't think I got it for not the first month or few weeks, but I think there's this place for it, which which I'm happy about. Yeah, if you start listening to it every day like I do, you'll start to like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just a big sweater. So. So that's yeah. the sweaters here. <laughs> All right, well, we'll play Teeth by Casey and another one, and then we'll be back after the break.
So at the top there, we had uh, Teeth by Casey, and then we heard Sunshine by Mountain Mover. Uh, Aiden, you picked this one. Talk to us about uh, Sunshine. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's I find it so hard to like pull tracks apart and talk about them, but I guess yeah. this came up in like a, a playlist one day, and for me, it's just like the perfect melodic hardcore. Like there's ridiculous emotion through it. Um and then there's that like side of it after the the nice clean bridge, which we also love a clean bridge. And then mm. coming in, it comes so hard 
at the end and I find it so heavy without being like a chuggy breakdown and I think that is a talent in itself to make music that's heavy without it being just like you know generic breakdown sort of thing makes you feel that way without without it being like that so yeah for me it's just like so so well written um composed well yeah I just love it this is actually the one song I didn't actually know who this band were um and it actually caught me by surprise. I actually really love this track and listened to them all day. Yeah, um, no, they're super talented. Like all the songs that they've put out are pretty much absolute bangers. Um, this is a pity that they've been quiet for like five years now. So I feel like that might be all over, sadly. Were they Aussie? No, I think they're UK based. UK. And the UK, they, they, don't, they don't know how to make well, politics. Oh, yeah, it's so good. There. <laughs> yeah they've got the reasons <laughs> yeah <laughs> this was also uh, as phil said yeah caught me by surprise this one because um yeah i hadn't heard it and yeah it blew me away with the uh, like you just feel the emotion behind it and um yeah that clean bridge was, was is great and the 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 way that the breakdowns are formed really <clears throat> pardon me really um yeah show that talent as you were saying because it's it's kind of great to see i'm not a big fan of those chuggy breakdowns so it's good to see them done differently yeah no and coming from like metalcore sort of backgrounds i guess like i i don't mind a chuggy breakdown but also you kind of get sick of hearing the same thing it's a, it's good to you know see people trying to expand that into something better yeah, yeah nice well, I mean, we, we brought it up before, but the next track we'll play is uh, Chase by Sierra. Do you kind of claim them as Adelaide? Or yeah, like bloody oath. <laughs> yeah, you claim them. That's good. <laughs> They're all ours. <laughs> um, yeah, talk to us about them. Did they play in Adelaide a lot? Uh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, saw yeah. them play heaps. Um, I think one of my favorite shows was seeing them at Soundwave when they opened yeah. up the day and there was like hundreds of people watching them and it was just unreal seeing like, you know, I guess like technically like a small band from like your state or whatever playing yeah. like a big festival and like seeing people like get into it and love it. It was uh, another big sort of moment, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, we do, yeah. do have a little bit of a funny story with it. We was, I think okay. it was the last Adelaide show that they played here and uh, the, the drummer chucked his sticks out at the end of the show while talking to my mate turned back and copped it in the mouth and split my lip open oh, the really? night. So I've got that stick sitting at home as a reminder to always watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're kind of on that metalcore side of the sound too. They're kind of maybe on that heavier side. Heavier. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, it's a sound, they're very different to like the Australian metalcore bands that were around that time too, which was awesome to see that like fr- from, coming from Adelaide was that different sound where um, maybe a lot of the Melbourne Sydney bands kind of sounded very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were like big in the deathcore time through there and they just came out with this like yeah. fresh sort of, you know, vibrant sound while kind of being heavy at the same time. And I think that mm. sort of just like clicked with a, with me definitely. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah. They, they, they should. I wish they were still around because I, I got into them a little bit later. I think after I finished high school, I just I wasn't going to a lot of shows. I mean, I was partying a lot, like all that kind of shit. Yeah. And then I found Sierra just after they released their uh, 
what was the EP called? The Reality Redefined, I yeah, think it was. Yeah. And then they weren't playing a heap of shows in Melbourne um, from that point. And you know, I kind of bummed me out a bit, but um, yeah, they're a great band. Yeah, so talented. Yeah, I wish, wish they were still kicking about. Yeah. Um, did you get those records, actually? They, they've got, they got pressed recently. Did you buy them? I did. Yep. Yeah, I missed out on that bad boy. <laughs> spewing. Yeah. I think I set actually, my alarm to Adelaide time. And, uh, oh, spewing. Yeah, that was a big whoopsie. Yeah. Cool. Well, let, let's load that one up and another one, and then uh, they will bring us in on the other side.
top we had sierra with chase and then after that we had under oath with reinventing your exit so uh tell us about uh under oath dylan um so going back to gateways um after slipknot it was under oath for me that got me into the more 
harsher vocals. Um, it was actually my brother that showed me Under Oath because he got told about it by someone and he thought I might enjoy it. And at the time, it was actually too heavy for me. Mm. So I shelved that one. But back in the day of LimeWire and all that sort of illegal downloading, um, I downloaded a few of their songs to try to give it another go. And again, it still wasn't really clicking with me. I think I was about 11 or 12 at the time. But those songs stayed on the computer. And then I remember being around 13, 14 and finding the files again and wondering what what they were. And then I listened to it and that was just um, yeah, big eye-opener. Um, that Under Oath have remained one of my favorite top three bands of all time. And um, Aaron Gillespie as a person and as a musician is probably one of the most influential people on me as a songwriter because um, he's just fantastic in everything he does, whether that be Under Oath or The Almost. Um, but yeah, I was pretty bummed because they went through a few changes, um, but uh, Reinventing Your Exit will always be that one Under Oath song for me. So yeah, I love I love that band. I love that song, and yeah, stoked. Nice. I remember when this came out um, way back when, and it was a bit of a game changer. So there's like the, oh, yeah. the more screamo stuff that was happening, like Silverstein and and Thursday yeah. and Thrice and all that kind of stuff. And then Under Oath came out of like seemingly nowhere and just absolutely started mm-hmm. blowing the scene away. And yeah, they took the crown for sure. Yeah. Um, this is probably like probably my favorite Under Oath record. I think the big three at yep. the start um, are like unbeatable um, for that sure. era. Mm-hmm. But kind of drops off a little bit afterwards, and they they kind of yeah went through those changes and stuff. And the latest one was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah to be honest, I haven't even listened to the new one. Um, probably should. Uh, but I think I heard a single and I was like, oh, I don't know if it's if it's for me. Um, maybe at the time I was obsessed with another band, so I just didn't give it the time of day. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely keen to check it out. So thanks for the reminder on that one. <laughs> I think similar to Casey, don't expect a heap from the vocals. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest change, but it's a good record. Yeah, so like as uh, Aaron's a big influence, I'm – first a guitarist but i've always had a massive love for the drums and i tried to incorporate a lot of of uh aaron's style into like the december drums because when you hear aaron playing you know that it's aaron like he has his feels that are pretty much his signature stuff and it's you just know that that's him playing drums so i tried to take some of the feels not blatantly rip them off but like change them slightly that people are like, oh, maybe these guys like Under Oath because um, I still mm. think they're severely underrated as a band. But yeah. I think I tend to agree, Yeah, actually. they're not talked about as much as some of the other bands. No. No, no way. No. Um, yeah. Especially from that era. Like, they don't get the, they don't get the credit. No. <laughs> I, I don't think. No. But... So the next song we've got is Hindsight Disposable Paradise. So another Dylan song. Yes, sir. So 
hindsight are pretty special to us because they're the local boys. Um, back in the day when I used to be a photographer, I used to do a lot of their photos. Um, and it's, it's just so strange to be so connected to a band and then also to be friends as well. Um, so I was always a big sweater of them and they were quite large in the Adelaide scene. Um, a lot of their shows were very like jump on each other, sing alongs, all the crying sort of stuff. And sometimes I would come home a lot more sore being at their shows than a, a hardcore show just because of the pylons alone. Mm. Um, but yeah, that album was um, something that I hold still very close to my heart. Um, yeah, great track, great people. Um, yeah, I miss them dearly. Yeah. Because yeah. they broke up how long ago? See, I don't really know if they broke up. They kind of just They just went away. Yeah. yeah. And like... I haven't spoken to any of the members for a, a long time either, so you might have to. Well, I noticed. Yeah. I was really confused because we, I mean, a lot of the bands that we get on these mixtapes and playlists that we kind of talk to, especially the the local bands, they're not massive bands. But um, hindsight's a band that only came across my way maybe a year ago. Yeah, right. I, I didn't know much about them uh, at all until they were kind of shown to me. Um, they did that split. Yeah, that, um, the Love Alone one. Yeah, that that I was kind of showed, and um, like they've still got so many listeners on Spotify. Oh yeah, I um, think it was like, and no one's talking about them, <laughs> but they're like they seem to still have a massive following. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they know how much of an impact that they put on everyone. Um, yeah, hopefully, if they ever listen to this and find out that they reform and play some of the old stuff, that yeah, that'd be an absolute dream. Are they? Are they? Do you still see them? Are they active at shows? Um, in, in not really. I haven't seen any of them for yeah well over a year because i know i know everyone's getting older so i do give them the benefit of they're they're probably busy and they reckon they might have done their time yeah so is Uh, that a different band that released the album in 2022 or is that the same band it's the same band a slightly different lineup change Uh, okay uh yeah i think they were just this is just me assuming that they were over the their current sound and they just wanted to try something different Mm. um yeah, and nice. then after that, I don't really know what happened. Exactly. It's one of those enigmas with bands, isn't it? They just don't say anything. That's they it. could still be it's that, that uh, speculation. Yeah. Yeah, well, if they ever choose to come back, the shows will go off, like, oh, guaranteed. Massive. Mm. But, yeah, they're great, great songwriters, great people. Yeah. yeah. I think it's been good. Like, I mean, these five tracks that you've kind of brought along today... Uh, I mean, I can hear that influence through the EP quite clearly, awesome. especially the way you talk about them. And, and, and a lot of it was about the passion and the feeling. And I think that is probably what Dave and I talk to the most about melodic hardcore is the most important thing. So um, although these songs are probably a little bit heavier than what you guys are doing, I can definitely yeah. hear hear that. And that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that brings us to the end. I mean, just I had another question. Are you guys thinking of... I mean, it took, what, five years for this EP. Are you guys thinking of more music or you kind of just want to chill for a bit after working on this for so long? Um, I'm pretty keen to uh, get get the ball rolling and start writing. Um, I don't think we're going to go and do like a full EP or anything yeah. for a bit, um, but just do like a, probably a two-track or something. Um, yeah, cool. And 
we're probably going to go to a studio this time so it doesn't take five years <laughs> and drive us mental because it is uh it is beyond us doing that again i think <laughs> but yeah keen to get writing um with the full lineup of the band now because me and dylan wrote the pretty much the entire ep so i think it'd be fun to get everyone yeah, involved right. um and to see see the sort of sound that we create as a collective rather than just the two of us which will be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I, this is a, another question that's not on the on the sheet. But are there any pa- plans for physicals? Has any anyone reached out to to get it pressed or or put on a tape? Yeah, we've had um we've had a few people reach out for physicals like uh, tapes and vinyls, which I'm not sure about vinyls because they cr- like cost quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We did one pressing of the two track um, just for personal like sake that was really cool to actually like be able to hold your own music in your hands is quite yeah. a surreal feeling um i would love to do vinyls but we're not too sure about budgets yeah just that I, it's that a lot of bands are doing tape so i think that's a really good option yeah yeah that's definitely, that's definitely something we could look at we've got this we pressed i guess not pressed but we did the, the CD. cds and stuff but it just doesn't it doesn't feel the same as like a vinyl sadly yeah, I pretty much only press CDs because my dad wanted one because he's a big CD collector. Um, so shout out my old man for that. Oh, that's awesome. But like, because uh, we we wanted to, just in case people were interested, we wanted to do something a bit different. So they're, they're pressed here in my bedroom with recycled cardboard sleeves. And then we did wax seal presses to like keep them close, oh, cool. which is really cool. Yeah, cool. It's kind of like, it kind of sounds kind of lame, but like you have to destroy it to open it and listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the wax still like crumbles. So. Yeah, I kind of love sweet. that. Yeah. We wanted to be creative and keep it DIY, but yeah. Yeah. I think I even, uh, he was at Lyra um, and we, we had mates who, who worked with them to get their stuff pressed and they did like the recycled CDs. Yeah. So it was a dual case, but it was. Like I think I got an Anne Boleyn cover sick. that they've just kind of like redesigned a cover, put it in there with the CD, and it's just so sick. Yeah, uh, cool. I think just yeah. all that DIY stuff is just so cool. Yeah, 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 cool. Maybe we'll see some tapes soon. I'll, uh... we'll, we'll see what yeah. we can do. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you're on the money. Yeah, you got us. <laughs> um, well, I mean that brings us to the end. Before we say goodbye, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, before we head off? Yes, I uh, just want to say a big thanks to my parents for letting us record in their house at the start. Um, vocals were uh, a challenge. I'm sorry that they had to listen to me yell under a couch while we were tracking <laughs> those first few songs. <laughs> yeah, so the neighbours probably weren't too stoked. But yeah, shout out to the family for letting us do that because I know it was pretty loud. Uh, another shout out to my partner Tisha for listening to me mix this for the last three years. Um, I know that drove her as crazy as it drove me. And go the mighty Adelaide Crows. Out the Crowies. Go, go, go Crom. Crom. Yeah, go Crom. Yeah. We, we love it. We love the Crows. Good, good. good. Yeah. Yes. Up the text. Um, although Dave's a Pies fan and I'm a Lions oh. fan, so it's been a bit, it's been a bit rocky, but uh... we made it through. <laughs> At least you guys make finals. <laughs> <laughs> just battle around these days <laughs> uh, no look on behalf of everyone in victoria and in, in new south wales i don't think there's one person that doesn't want adelaide to do well so. 
Because <laughs> I hate Port. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're not Port Adelaide. I hate Port Adelaide. There, like, I can't stand them. But, like, yeah, no, nah, neither. It's a, uh, it's a big rivalry. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Go Crumb. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks heaps, boys. We'll, um, yeah, loving the EP, and we'll we'll plug everything in our in our description for you. But um, yeah, can't wait to see you. Hopefully, play some shows and. Yeah, Ricky, Jai, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having us on, guys. It's yeah. honestly a pleasure. Come and have a chat. Um, really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Guys, we'll see, see you soon. See you, boys. Yeah, sounds beautiful. Good. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for coming on, Aiden and Dylan. Um, that was an incredible chat. Um, we love the insights and the stories. And, um, yeah, we want to see you live soon in Melbourne or Sydney. Uh, that well, fuck. I mean, if they if if the, if Adelaide are coming to to Sydney, uh, that's pretty epic. But if you're going to Melbourne, fuck, I need to get down there because uh, I'm absolutely itching to see uh, these songs live. Absolutely falling in love with this EP uh, over the last over the last few weeks or months since it's been out. So um, yeah, go and check out um, the words I wish I said wherever you listen to music because it is worth your time. Absolutely. Uh, hit them up on their uh, socials as well. We'll pop them in the description. They've got some merch up and their CD. Um, fingers crossed for, for maybe a tape or a, or a record of some sort in the near future. Yep. But uh, that would be really cool. Um, but, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a, re- a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps the show a lot, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. Uh, as always, we love the feedback uh, and the convos, right, from, from these uh, pods and, and mixtapes we do. So if you have any thoughts at all, let us know. Um, we're, we're really keen to, to chat. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. And don't forget about the uh, the Facebook Society uh, or the PressCon Society on Facebook. Um, yep. Something we're, we're kind of coming up with ideas to try and use it in the in the future. Social media is hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're tired, boys. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, go and check that out. There'll, there'll be some stuff happening there this year. Um, actually, some re- yeah, fuck, actually, you, said, you mentioned at the top, but we do have some exciting stuff going on that we can probably start to talk about in there. So um, yeah, go and check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you... Uh, next week (laughs) see you next week Uh, also enjoy hindsight um, disposable paradise which will play after this Uh, it's a crack of a track see you mate wait
Yeah!